this is Robert. Welcome to my new podcast. In her new book on grief, psychotherapist Julia Samuel says that we can all learn to become better listeners, that it's not the sole preserve of professional counselors and therapists. I agree, but how can we learn to be better listeners? To teach others how to be better listeners, author and listening expert Madeline Burley Allen begins with two critical questions. What does it feel like to listen to another person? And what does it feel like when someone really listens to you? When researcher Carolyn Webb demonstrated to a group of business executives what she calls extreme listening, they told her that the way she was listening to them felt like she was flirting with them. Other than flirting, they had no comparable experience of having someone truly listen to them and take such an interest in what they had to say. I wonder if you can recall a time in your life when you were in the company of a really good listener, someone who let you speak and who listened to you patiently with their full attention for as long as you needed to talk. What did your listener do or say to show you that they were really listening to you? How did that kind of listening make you feel? And how might it have influenced your own style of listening to others? These are the questions I asked some hospice volunteers for my new study. One participant, a woman in her 60s, described a turning point in her life more than 30 years ago when she was a student in law school. She recalled taking part in a role-play exercise about how to interview clients. In the role-play, she was interviewed by two different members of the law faculty. She described for me how the first interviewer talked a lot, gave a lot of factual information, and focused on legally relevant details. Then she described how the second interviewer watched and waited until her answers were completed, and then raised more questions based on what she had said, not from some other agenda. I can still cry about it, she said. Even though it was more than 30 years ago, I can still cry about it. And even though it was a role play, she said, I really felt like someone was allowing me space. When someone asks you a real question, you have the opportunity to be reflective. It makes you wholly present. You are the center of someone's focus. What a shame, she said, that it took so long to receive in my life. It was a life-changing moment for me and has stayed with me ever since. Then she said that that kind of listening has become essential to her in her relationships, how she feels obliged and delighted to listen to others the same way. Another participant talked about the listening he receives from his wife. My wife is able to ask the right questions, he said. What does it feel like to be asked the right questions, I asked him. Joy, he said. You're uplifted because someone's not just listening, but understanding. Also stillness. Someone gives you confidence because they're letting you experience what you're experiencing. Another volunteer, a man in his 60s, recalled a conversation he'd had with a colleague at work that turned into kind of a coaching session between them, where his colleague became a mentor to him. I must have said something to her about how much space I wanted to take up in this world, he said to be big or to be small. She pleaded with me to be bold and ambitious, and then she listened to me, he said. What did that feel like, I asked him. First of all, he said, it felt huge, very warm and intimate. It was a feeling of the heart. It hit me at the most intimate level. When a person is reaching out to you that way, there's a personal element focused on you that you can't help in that situation, but feel a warmth and intensity, love. And then he said, good listening to me and good listening by me are both fairly recent things in my life. 
Another participant described a time in her 40s during some vocational training when she was listened to attentively by her teacher. She said that that experience was the very first time in her life when she ever felt listened to so deeply, and she realized what she'd been missing in her life up until that point. Unlike talking with friends, she explained to me, it wasn't until I had that kind of experience that I finally understood what listening really was, and it shifted everything for me. It allowed me to settle, she said, settle into myself. Once I realized I was being heard, it allowed me to relax. Then I was able to delve more deeply into my thoughts. I felt embraced by the other person's whole being, and that was so powerful to me. I felt completely understood and loved. But there was also a sadness that I had never felt before, she said, a grief that that kind of listening had been missing in my life. Sadly, another participant in her 70s said, Robert, I've never had anyone listen to me. Like her, some participants in my study talked about how their needs for listeners and their motivations for listening to others grew out of long-standing emotional needs in their family relationships, including unfortunate contexts of family dysfunction and the potential for chronic and even toxic shame. What does it feel like when someone really listens to you? Participants in my study talked about how they felt moved to tears, relaxed, settled, confident, empowered, joyful, embraced, and loved. And they also felt a grief and longing for more and better listening from others in their lives. What would you say? As one participant reflected on his experience of the interview with me for my study, he said, You know, I never have these types of conversations where people ask me questions that lead me to delve more deeply into my spiritual life or my fears. I'm actually getting quite emotional just talking about it now, he said. I believe that that's the positive power of listening that the participants in my study and other learners can draw upon from their own experiences and offer to others. I think we all need more conversations like that. Thanks for listening to me. Please feel free to share your comments with me on robertmundell.com, and I'll be back next time with a new episode in this series on what soulful singing feels like and why it matters. Thank you.